Because he was stupid enough to believe that he'd been brought here for a reason? Because he pursued that belief until it got him killed? And because you were kind enough to bring his body back here in a nice wooden box? He had to be dead before you could look like him. That's right. Who else did you look like? Jack, what do you really want to ask me? The third day we were here, I saw... I chased my father through the jungle, my, my dead father. Was that you? Yes, that was me. Why? You needed to find water? This may be... Hard for you to believe, Jack, but all I've ever been interested in is helping you. To help me? To do what? Leave. But because Jacob chose you, you were trapped on this island before you even got here. But now Jacob's dead. We don't have to be trapped anymore. We can get on an airplane and fly away anytime we want to. We can just fly away whenever we want. Why are you still here? Because it has to be all of us. What? Jean Locke was the only one of us that ever believed in this place. He did everything he could to keep us from leaving this island. John Locke was not a believer, Jack. He was a sucker. Welcome to another episode of the Revisited Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Kristen. This week, we are covering Lost, as usual, Season 6, Episode 13, The Last Recruit. Uh, I want to start off by saying something. Uh, we, I made the decision. Kristen didn't really have much of a input on it, but only because I was the one that was doing it. Um, we're going to discontinue the video version of the podcast. Um, it, it takes a good amount of time for me every week to con- to edit these and post them on YouTube or wherever. Uh, and we're not getting the views on them that we would like. We're getting the listens absolutely through the audio version. And I think that's just because so people are just used to that for so long. I think we started mm-hmm. too late. With the video, well, aspect. that's okay because I never really got ready for the camera, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I know this because I see you every week when I record with you. I know, and you know, I used to try and get ready, and then I was like, I'm just, I just, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm totally fine with this decision. <laughs> well, and it also makes it a lot easier too because I'm so used to being like. 
being somebody who moderates and such, like I'm so used to, I'm even doing it right now. I'm so used to looking at the camera and not my screen. But ah. I feel I feel awkward anytime I like look off the screen to look at my notes and then looking at the camera. I don't actually get to look at you because so like I can't judge your facial expressions when we're talking about stuff. So now I don't have to worry about it. I can actually look at my screen. I can look at my notes. Um, apologies to anybody who if you were one of like the four or five people that were watching the videos every week. Um, but we're going to we're going to discontinue the video versions going forward. So starting with this episode, there won't be any more video versions nothing's going to change with the audio we're still going to continue doing everything the same every week and we are only i think a little over a month away yeah for four weeks before we wrap up lost and yeah, there's four episodes after today and prepare or there's for five episodes but four and, recordings. and prepare for ted lasso yeah so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like just because you did that it's like <laughs> i am um, really enjoy that uh opening song i'm i'm so you know every to, if you to everybody who listens to the podcast like you know i i always play a clip from the show before the intro music hits then we start talking about the show I can't wait to pick the clips for Ted yeah. Lasso because there are going to be episodes where there there's going to be too many to choose from. Yeah. It's going to be hard to choose the clip that we're going to use. Right. So, but again, like going forward, it's going to be a little bit more lighthearted because of the content, because of the series. And there's still rumors that potentially the show could return. Thank God. Um, just in a different capacity. But in a different capacity. And even the director of the show has said that if anything does come of it and the show does return, it's not going to be for a couple years. It's like we're not talking like in 2024, 2024. Oh, Ted Lasso returns. Like he's right. even said, like, no, if the, if there is a chance the show returns, the dust has to settle. We got a lot of development to do. He's like, you're talking easily four or five years before the show comes back, if it comes back at all. Yeah. So, I mean, and we'll by that point, happens. and by that point, we'll be done covering it. Wait up. <laughs> so we'll we really be, will be. Yes. We'll already be on to the next series post mm -hmm. Ted Lasso. It'll be great. So uh, it'll be different, but it's going to be fun. And I have had actually a couple people like since last week say how they actually are excited. That's exciting. About about Ted Lasso and, and that we're covering it. So we're, we're starting to hear the feedback finally. And um, I'm excited for it. Good, good, good. But let's talk about Lost Season 6, Episode 13, The Last Recruit. Um, before we get into it, obviously, we got to throw it out there. This is a spoilerful podcast, so we will talk about things that have happened in the past. There's always a possibility we'll talk about things that have, that have yet to happen in the series. But I'm just going to call this episode the reunion special. <laughs> because there are so many reunions in this episode, including one we have been waiting for for a while. And it's as wonderful as I remember it. It's perfect and beautiful. And then everything I, goes. I, to I cried. I cried. Ah, of course I cried. I cried. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we will. I, we'll get to that. Yeah. 
Uh, I want to start things off this week. Um, okay. And it was. It is with my very first note that is in all capital letters with five exclamation points, and it just says confirmation. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> because, had the same thought. <laughs> because we have been debating it. We were pretty sure where, where we fell, but it was still kind of in question up until this point. The episode kicks off with the conversation between Jack and Notlock, and Jack flat out asks, three days on this island, I ran into my father. Was that you? And the man in black says, Yes. Yes. It was me. Yep. We have confirmation Christian Shepherd was the man in black. Yes. 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 <laughs> and didn't he also say, Did you take did you take shape of anybody else or something like that? I just watched it this morning. Why why I did I... too. And I think he avoids that question. Okay. I don't think he ever answers that question because if we've learned anything about man in black or not lock at this point, he doesn't lie. No, he does so, not. But if he just doesn't answer the question, he doesn't have to. That's true. So, you know, he, he, he probably doesn't want Jack to know that he has taken the form of other people. So he just doesn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. This way he doesn't have to lie. Uh, but I like how Jack asked him, like, why did you do that? And he's like, you needed water. I led you to water. Yeah, he has a big God complex. Oh. Man in black. Wow. God complex to hero complex. Well, you know. Yeah. So. Stupid is as stupid does or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. Forrest Gump reference. But um, I do want to say about this episode before we get too far into it, though, is that I don't like I, w- I was talking to Dave about it before we started recording. There's a lot of frenzied, frenzied activity in this episode, but there's not a lot that happens. No, I'm I, so I'm looking at my my bullet points here. It's maybe half the page. Oh, you're lucky with that. I have one, two, three, four, five, six things to say. About the episode. So this will be a shorter episode. Yeah. And Um, this really will like, it will actually be a shorter episode because I just, I think that we are propelling the story into the end game. And this episode, all it does is serve that purpose. And that's it. I agree with you because not only does it do that on the, in the present day on the Island, but it's doing that in the flash sideways as well. Yes. All those reunions that I mentioned that we got all happen in this episode. It's pretty much, we have now condensed all of these people down to two locations. They're either at the hospital or they're at the lawyer's office in Jack, Alana, Desmond and Claire. Okay, but Sawyer and Kate and Miles and Saeed are in two different are in completely different okay, places. Okay, okay, so three locations because yeah. uh, okay. And so, where's Hurley? Oh, we don't know where Hurley is yet at this point. We didn't see him at all this episode. Well, I'm wondering if they just like went to the church. Um, you know what I mean? Like once you're st- once you've linked up and once you've got gathered your memories and you're not Desmond, 
You just go I'm, wait at the church, right? I'm still questioning because I don't think the ultimate goal is to get them all to the church. I think the ultimate goal is to for everybody to just realize who they are. I don't okay. think it's I think the 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 meeting at the church comes later. Okay. I don't think right, that's because part first of they the all plan. have to go to a concert. Yes. I think yeah, I think that concert is the ultimate like they, and isn't that that's the uh, the drive shaft concert? It's it is. I think the goal right now for Desmond is to get them all in one place. I don't think yeah. it's determined where that place is, or I don't even think Desmond knows where that is. I think, mm-hmm. but his goal is to just bring everybody together. Yeah, because I forgot about that. I forgot we have to get to that concert. Mm-hmm. That comes later. It's gonna be great. But as you mentioned, you're right. There's so much frenzied activity that this episode does feel more like, okay, this is the calm before the storm. Everything's going to go to shit after this. We're, I mean, this is literally prologue of Endgame. Prologue. I think that's perfect. Prologue of Endgame because everybody's setting up their pieces right now. Mm -hmm. Um, which is which is fun to see, and we we get a lot of callbacks in this episode. One in particular um, towards the end with uh, Sawyer, who tells Jack to get off his boat, and it's a direct callback to um, to Sawyer jumping off the helicopter with Jack jumping off the boat, and as Jack swims ashore, Lock, not Locke looks at him and goes, "Nice day for a swim." Well, that's exactly what Sawyer said to Juliet when he came out of the water um, and onto the beach towards Juliet. Oh, after, I didn't remember that part. After he jumped off the helicopter. So, you know, this whole season has been really good at callbacks to previous seasons. Um, and I think that they did a really good job on this one as well. Yeah, because, I mean, we, again, every. I think that what you mentioned about all the pieces being put, the, the game has the final game hasn't started yet. You're right. This is simply putting the pieces on the board. Mm-hmm. We haven't started making the moves yet. Right. So that's what happens from next episode until the end. Because as you mentioned, there are only four episodes left if you count the finale as two, which we're doing. Right. Technically five episodes, but the finale, the end, part one, part two is one episode does. Right. Um. So yeah, so all this is all the pieces being placed on the board because there's still a couple pieces left unseen. We haven't seen Juliet yet, which I think is happening next episode. Well, I hope so. I think it has to actually. Um because we need that connection between Sawyer and Juliet to be reestablished. I mean, when you take Across the Sea out, we have two more episodes until the finale, if you take Across the Sea out. So we have to start seeing people like now. Yes. Um, yeah, because we have The Candidate, which is next episode. And then Across the Sea. Across the Sea. Then and What They Died For. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. we only have two episodes left because I don't remember... Is there any main storyline in Across the Sea? Or is that totally... I think it's a bottle episode. Uh, Yeah, I think you might be right. Because if I go... 
Because that's a huge oh, part yeah. of the end no, game. It is because if you go to the IMDb page and you look at it, every character, with the exception of Mother, Jacob, and Man in Black, Man in Black is listed as credit only. Yeah, I mean they are not in the episode. So you're right. right. Which means, oh god damn it! Which means next week's episode's gonna suck. No, it's no. We're not ready for that one yet. No, it's but, not the next it, episode. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yes, it no, is. it isn't. Yes, no, it, it is. isn't. Yes, no, it, it isn't. Is. No, it isn't. Yes, it Shut is. Shut your face. No, it isn't. <laughs> it is next week. No, I hate you. Episode. Okay, let's talk about something different. Hey, is Saeed changing already? Okay, I had this question too. It, he's either changing or he's lying about it because when. Man in Black sends him, when Notlock sends him to kill Desmond, very clearly he's lying that he didn't do it. Oh, right. Well, Desmond, like, get gets him. He's like, but, what are you going to say to her? But also at the same time, I feel like, and this is a question for you as well, we know that Notlock has the memories of John. Like he, he, he knows everything that John knows by taking over, you know, by taking the form of John, he, he has recollections. He knows a lot about John. It has, he accepted, has he also accepted his nativity? Because when Saeed tells him, like when, when, when Notlock questions him, uh, questions Saeed about, did you do it? And he's like, yeah, like you just asked me to kill a man, an unarmed man. I needed a little time. Well, he's emotionless. Why would he need any time? That's true. What a good catch. If, if, if he, if he was this um, empty vessel of Saeed that we've already mm -hmm. known, why would he need time after what he just did? If right. he did it, it right. means either one, he is changing, like you mentioned, because we do know he does eventually kind of come back a little mm -hmm. bit. But it also means that if he hasn't changed at this point, he's lying to not lock and not lock is buying it. Which means he's or naive. He? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe he's not. Maybe he didn't buy it. I don't. I don't know. But there's a lot to unpack in that one scene because, like I said, if if Saeed is still this person, there's no need for him to need time after doing what he just did. Mm. So mm. you know, that was just something that I noticed. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a change to him, and I feel like there's been a change to him ever since he swam and arrived at the dock. I don't know why. I just feel like he got out of the water a couple episodes back at the dock when he was going to um, spy on Woodmore's people. Do you think Desmond had anything to do with it? That maybe I Desmond's effect is both present and flash sideways maybe, maybe desmond like being just around desmond because if you think about it in the flash sideways desmond is helping all these people realize who they truly are mm -hmm. and come to you know well actually he's desmond's not part of the coming to 
acceptance part. They do that on their own. He's simply there to let them remember who they were. Maybe it's having the same effect on Saeed. Because Saeed has been in close proximity to Desmond. So maybe that effect Desmond has in the flash sideways also happens in the present. It's kind of like Desmond's superpower. I mean, that's possible. We'll definitely have to look um, look at that over the over the next episode. Because <clears throat> I think that next episode is Saeed's last episode. It is. Yeah, I know. But- well, in the in the present. <laughs> Yes, right. On it, the island. This is his last episode. This is yes. last episode on the island. Yes. Um, I think my favorite scene of the entire episode was the, the showdown between Jack and Not Locke in the woods. In the uh, beginning of the episode. In the very beginning yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Um, you know, you see two men that have had an, this incredible journey as characters. And for Jack, he is no longer talking to Locke, but he's talking to Locke. And that has to be just such a weird experience for him because he, up until this moment, he hasn't seen not Locke. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's going through the same thing that everybody else did with, you know, you, you look exactly like him. You sound like him. Like you're obviously not him. Um, but Jack wants answers to questions that we've had. That was a very good way for us to get the answers to questions that we've had now for the entire season. Um, but it also shows that as much as he has turned into a man of faith, he's still somebody that needs tangible answers. Like we still see like Jack is going to take whatever he says as truth right? Like, okay, so you've inhabited Locke's body. That's something that like season three Jack would not have accepted. But no. season six Jack is like, great. So, well, And there's a, there's a key word in that conversation too that I think really kind of shines a light on the person that Jack has become. And it is that, you know, when he's talking to, to not Locke and he says, you know, I know that you're not John but I have no idea what you are. Right. It's the fact that he says what, not who. Right. That proves Jack is a believer now in whatever is happening on this island. Mm-hmm. He, be- he believes in it. He so- also takes serious offense to not Locke calling Locke a sucker and stupid. Because I think in this moment, <clears throat> Jack realizes that Locke was never stupid and he was mm-hmm. never a sucker, that he just got to where Jack is currently. He got Locke got there at lightning speed. Well, he even says that during the conversation with Sawyer later on. He says, John believed in this island. You know, John believed there was something special about this island. Mm-hmm. And... You know, and and now all of a sudden we want to. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, now right. all of a sudden we want to leave it. But like, there's a, there's a good reason why this guy wants to leave it, or the, whoever this is wants to leave it. I think you're absolutely right. Jack is fully aware. I think he's gained so much more respect for Locke since coming back to the island. Hundred percent. And Locke hasn't even been there. It's all mm-hmm. been posthumously that well, he has gained this respect for John. Sawyer has no idea what Jack is talking about because Sawyer hasn't left the island. 
And he hasn't left. And because Jack makes the comment, like when I left, a part of me was missing. Like he Mm -hmm. felt like he wasn't whole. And I think that that's something that Sawyer just doesn't understand. Um, You know, Sawyer is, is running away from his grief and he is, he is acting only on his grief and he's taking everybody with him on this, you know? And so Jack, while it wasn't the best decision to jump off the boat, because I think that he should have been on Hydra Island. um, Jack couldn't follow Sawyer into whatever Sawyer was doing because it wasn't for, it, it didn't line up with the rest of the reasons that anybody else had. At the present time. I mean, Sawyer wanted to leave Claire behind and Kate's like, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that. Well, Jack I- said, this doesn't feel right. And Sawyer says, I don't care if it doesn't feel right. You know, like he doesn't care. Yeah. Well, I had a little bit of an issue with Kate and Jack in this episode wanting to actually being willing to leave Claire behind. Um, I mean, Claire went, Kate went back to the island for Claire. So she should have fought for Claire to be part of that group. That's the whole reason she went back. Right. Was for Claire. So for her to just simply say, like, go along with Sawyer and agree that Claire's not coming along. No, like you should have fought for Claire. Right. And, and Claire and Jack, that's your sister. Right. You ju- And you just found out that you both know this now. Right. And you were still willing to go without, Claire, like you were willing to leave her behind. Now, Jack, I can for kind of, I can kind of forgive a little bit because he goes back on it and he goes back to the island. Kate is still fully on board with Sawyer's plan. Well, like, so like so you Kate just, just abandoned. wants to get Claire off the island. But then why not bring her with you? I mean, now I she that, is with her. Right, right, right. But, but so but that was Claire's doing, not Kate's. Well, and I think that Jack was willing to leave Claire behind because uh, up until Sawyer told him in that conversation, Jack didn't know that Claire had tried to kill Kate. And there's not a lot of context that Sawyer gives other than she was welcome to come until she started, until she tried to kill Kate. But that's also, again, that's kind of also part of my issue is like Jack in that moment should have been like, I need clarification on this because he, he buys into it so quickly. Like Sawyer literally just says like, I gave up on her the moment she tried to kill click. Right. She tried to kill Kate. And then from that point on, he's like, okay, well then let's just go. Right. Like you should have questioned it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, again, I can, I can forgive Jack a little bit of everything. Kate's my biggest issue. That is the whole reason you went back to that island and you were willing to leave without Claire. It wasn't until Claire confronted you that you brought her along. Right. You abandoned the entire reason you went back to that island. That's a big issue I have with Kate in this episode. Well, she seems to be not so much in the story as much as everybody else, too. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like she's at the precinct. She doesn't really have like any direction in the flash sideways. She's not really involved in the story on the island. I think that they don't really know. They didn't really know what to do with Kate's character in the last season. 
I can I can see that. Um, I wouldn't even say the whole season. I mean, they probably knew the beginning and the end of her end game. They didn't know the middle. Yeah, they didn't it know was, how to get there. They didn't know how to get there. So they kind of just threw her in right. to certain places so that she wasn't forgotten. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Kind of like Sun. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, although I don't even think Sun as much. Because we're mm, I don't know. I need to I need to see think more. Think about that. I need to think about it a little bit more, especially after next episode. Mm, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk a lot about that next episode. Then I guess. Yeah. Um. So when the missiles start going on the main island, and <clears throat> you know everybody's kind of blown apart on the beach, uh, Locke picks up Jack and runs into the jungle with him, which we know Locke needs Jack if if uh, not lock is, is ever to everybody back. else is expendable. Right. Yeah. However, can lock not go to Hydra Island? He can't, he, he can, can go. He, he can. Okay. He cannot go over water. He needs a way to get across the water. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Yes. The black right. smoke has been established. Cannot travel over the water. Okay. Unless it's by boat or raft or something like that yes he needs a physical way to get across the water he cannot travel across the water as the black smoke i didn't know if he needed like one of the candidates to actually cross no he just needs a boat okay yeah for some reason i blinked on that so i had that as a question um but i did like it that he just let everybody left everybody behind on the beach and he's like, I got Jack, let's go. (laughs) Well, I mean, and if you think about it too, not lock rescuing Jack is kind of his own undoing Mm, because mm -hmm. Jack is the one that does defeat him in the end. It's awesome. And the fact that he just rescued the person who's going to beat him. Yeah. He's the per he just rescued the person who's going to be his downfall. So his own, short-sightedness of needing everybody to get off this island literally just cost him his own life. Yeah. He doesn't know it yet. Well, he, but that, that's the whole thing about man in black is that he is short-sighted, mm-hmm. you know, is that he, his tunnel vision is so narrow in scope that he just, he, he is his own undoing. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's fun to watch. I and because I thought about that in that scene too, when all the missiles were going and everybody gets blown up except for except for Notlock and and Jack. I was like, "You moron! Like you literally just saved the dude that's going to kill you." Yeah. <laughs> but you oh. know, that's what happens. Is just you know that you get you get short sighted and you you don't see the big picture and it costs you. It always costs you something. Yeah. For him, it's going to cost him his life. Yes. Well, good. He <laughs> deserves it. Couldn't go to a more deserving human. Non-human. Um, a more, more deserving non-human. Uh, so I'm looking at my notes. God, I can't stand Zoe. Oh, I, that's my only other note. It says <laughs> Zoe still sucks. And you know what it is? It's that it's her... It's her demeanor it's her voice it's like she 
she has this like silliness to her that is not threatening. It's not intimidating. It's not leadership quality. I mean, she's just like, you took something back and now we want it. And you're like, <laughs> okay, are you going to take off your clothes now? Like, have we, is it Zoe does the island? Like, what? what's going on right now? Her character is not believable. Oh it's, my gosh, it's, it's not believable awful. at all. It's god awful. And I'm so thankful that I think her character is done next episode. Good. Can um, she blow up too? <laughs> I I I believe her character might be coming to its end soon. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember for sure. But um, there were a couple of things. Uh, putting Zoe aside, there are a couple of things that happen in the Flash sideways that I find very interesting. We get a little bit. We talked about a lot about this last week as to why Ben referred to John as Mister Locke, and we find out in this episode, as he's riding with him in the ambulance, he doesn't know his first name. They're not friends. So you were right. They are just school acquaintances. They don't know or they don't know each other outside of what's happening. But what I do really enjoy about this moment with the two of them is when, you know, when he says like, I don't, we don't know each other. I know his name is Mr. Locke. I know he was in a wheelchair and the paramedics like, well, that wheelchair saved his life you know, probably saved his life. And John starts speaking and he yeah. mentions Helen's name. I was supposed to marry her. I love the fact that it's Ben that says, and you still will, you're going to be fine. Like he's not friends with this man, right? But he's still providing comfort. Right. Providing comfort is not something we are used to seeing with Ben. Oh, absolutely. At all. So to kind of see this difference in demeanor from Ben's character in the Flash Sideways, I loved because it Where shows was Ben in the island today or this 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 week. That's a good question because he's he's not with Whitmore. He wasn't with Locke's crew either. He's got to be with um um oh my god. Mascara. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Richard. He he's did. He Richard. went with Richard. Yes, he went with, with Richard. Richard. That's right. Richard's name completely blanked from my head. No, he's with Richard. Okay, thank you. I yeah. just it just dawned on me. I was like, where was Ben? I thought about. I I didn't think about it either until you just mentioned it. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're right. Ben was not in this episode, other than the flash sideways. Um, but one of the other things I found very interesting is that apparently near-death experiences in the Flash Sideways, even though they're already dead, bring about memories. Because Sun is on the gurney next to John, and jo and Sun becomes very aware of who John is. She knows him. She knows him. Yeah, she knows him. Yeah. And I do like it that John said I was supposed to marry her because it says to me that he know, he remembers in that moment his original timeline where yeah. Helen is, has died. Yeah. So that's interesting. And yeah, he, yeah, the fact that he says I was supposed to marry her, mm -hmm. he's remembering his previous life. Yeah, right. At least in that trauma 
they're remembering it. Now, whether or not they remember it when they come out of the trauma, because Sun doesn't seem to be as open to everything when she wakes up and she sees Jin. Now, I mean, maybe we didn't see enough of that to realize she still remembers it, but at least in that moment of trauma, there's a clarity. Well, I'm wondering how they're supposed to, Jin and Sun, do get their memories back since they're already together. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see who it is that actually restores their original memories. Yeah. Because I can't remember. I can't remember either. Um, Because remember, like Charlie got his moment of clarity when he was choking. Mm -hmm. Desmond got his when he was drowning. There's something about a trauma that brings him out of it or at least gives him clarity as to whether or not they continue to remember it is a different story. If they have to be reminded again in order for it to become like a permanent clarity. Now, Hurley didn't get his through through trauma. He got his through love. He got his through love. And that is just so such a Hurley thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I do like it. Also, speaking of Hurley, that Jack went up to Hurley and was like, this whole thing was your idea. Are you okay with me going and talking to not lock? And Hurley's like, yeah, man, go for it. Like he, Jack is not taking a leadership position at all. Um, no, but he deferred to Hurley in that moment. And then when they all ran off from Locke's group and somebody said, what are you doing? And he said, this isn't my plan. This is Sawyer's plan. I'm just doing what he told me to do. But at the, but at the same time, too, you're right. He's not taking a leadership ability or a leadership position. But at the same time, he's also proven, I think, at this point that he believes in Hurley. Yes. So yeah, so Hurley is more than willing to be like when Jack says, "Are you okay with this?" Hurley trusts Jack now. There's a they have an understanding trust. now. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that Hurley could say, "Sure, go for it." Like mm-hmm. you know, I I trust you. Right. And right. I, and that's that's fantastic because these are two characters that are ultimately. They are two of the three characters that stay behind on right. the island. Right. They are two of the three. Ben being the third. Everybody else leaves the island or never makes it to leave the island. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of thankful we're not doing video anymore because next week's going to suck. Yeah, I know. Because we lose three characters next week. And it's not fun. At no. least three characters next week. Let's be done talking about that for right now. Until we talk about it next week. Oh, that's what it is. So Sawyer told, tells Jack to get off his boat. And Michael once told Sawyer to get off his raft. So that was the episode callback there. And then the nice day for a swim was the callback with Sawyer and Juliet and Jack and not Locke. So a lot of reflection that is happening. We're not getting And there mirror- was also the yes, it was um Jack looked at the mirror that showed Locke's face in the surgical room. That's right. And he said, "I know this man." So it wasn't even a reflection of himself now. Now they're seeing reflections of others. Yes. Which is interesting. 
Yeah, so we've got a lot of episode connections this week. We've got Jack and the Man in Black talking about Christian Shepherd from, like you said, episode three. Um, the Man in Black tells Jack that when he was following Christian's apparition, he was being led to water. Uh, Man in Black says Locke was stupid to think he was brought to the island for a reason. Kate reminds Claire that she was there when Aaron was born, which was a good one. She's like, I was there when Aaron was born. That's another callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack recalls the last time he left the island and how it made him feel. The man in black mentions Jack bringing Locke's body back to the island. The man in black says Locke pursued his belief in the island until it got him killed. Sawyer recalls the Dharma initiative only reaching the island by sub in the three years he was there. Kate tells Claire the only reason she came back was to bring her back to Aaron. Uh, Jack apologizes to Sawyer for Juliet's death. I thought that was interesting because that was something that he said to Sawyer right before he jumped off the boat. And Sawyer turned to um, to Kate on the helicopter and um, gave her the mission to find Clementine before jumping off. So they both mentioned things that were very close to Sawyer's heart. And I, I, and I also in that moment with Jack apologizing to Sawyer about Juliet, like I feel like Jack did that because he knows that's still weighing very heavily on Mm -hmm. Sawyer. And he still, Jack knows that Sawyer still has a, there's still a part of Sawyer that blames Jack for that. Mm -hmm. Jack knows it. He's not ignorant to it. He knows it. Right. Well, I mean, you, Jack did get her killed. Yeah. I mean, he is responsible. I mean, there's, there's no if, ends, or buts about it. He is responsible for it. It's his plan ultimately set in motion that ends up costing Juliet her life. Right. Right. So he has every need to apologize for it. I just don't think it was going to change anything. And it didn't. No. Yeah. No. It didn't change anything at all. Sawyer is going to hold that resentment over Jack for a very long time. Eternity. Yeah. So it actually kind of works out that they both, that only one of them gets off the island. Yes. That <laughs> is true. Sawyer, Sawyer doesn't have to worry about it. There you go. Perfect. Um, And then the last thing was that Claire told Jack that he decided to join Locke the moment he allowed him to talk, which, of course, alludes to Dogen saying the same thing to Mm -hmm. Saeed. And then that ended up happening. Um, You know, I just I, I love when a show rewards its faithful viewers that have been taking notes and have been paying attention. Um, And I think Lost does a really good job of rewarding um, rewarding their fans. The fans that stuck with it. Yes. I mean, cause there were a lot of people that were kind of, had given up at this point. Yeah. Which is, 100%. which is, which is sad. Right. Um, because I feel like the payoff of this season was fantastic. I feel, I feel like the way the show, the series wrapped and the payoff we get by the end literally the end of the show and the end of the episode mm-hmm. is I feel like it paid off. Yeah. And we'll get to that. Yeah. In a couple within four weeks with, yep. within a month, about a month. We'll get to that. Um, let me see. I like seeing Alana return. It's her last appearance. Yep. As the lawyer that was there to read the will. 
Um, uh, God's always the worst. Yep, we talked about that. The worst. I really, I mean, other than the the big reunion at the end, which we'll talk about. That's the only thing that I really have. I have nothing else. Claire knows that Jack is her brother. We we get that we know that Man in Black told her about that because she also knows that Christian Shepherd was not Christian Shepherd. He was also Man. He was pretending to be Christian Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I again, it's a shorter conversation this week because you are you hit the nail on the head. This episode is set up for the end game. Yeah. This episode is placing the pieces on the board. Yep. And I'm excited because now the next the next four weeks are going to be great. You know, it's going to yeah. be uh, a lot of story is going to be told in the next four weeks. And that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun to do. A lot of fun to watch. Um, so, obviously, the, the one thing that's the best part about this episode is the fact that after an entire season of waiting for this to happen. Jin and son are finally reunited after being on the same set of islands for the past, who knows how long son has had to jump time zones and time periods. And Jin had to jump forward as well. And um, just seeing him walk around the hedge and onto the beach and both of them looking at each other and then running towards each other. And then all of a sudden she speaks English again and he's speaking English. And the, and it's just this beautiful, beautiful moment that thank God Zoe didn't ruin. <laughs> and I, I love that. Like they cut to Hurley and Hurley has a huge smile on his face. Lapidus. I love, I love that they cut to Lapidus and he's like, it looks like somebody found her voice. I love Lapidus. Like, it's I know. The guy that looks like you. Oh, what was the comment that Sawyer that said? Off the set of a Magnum PI sh- uh, uh, TV show or something, an episode of Magnum. No, I don't think it was Magnum. I think it was something else. But it was, yeah, it was something along those those. It lines. was Magnum. Was it? Yes. I don't remember it being Magnum. I thought it was a show that was older than that. Um. No, sir. But yeah, yeah, like, and what's funny about it too is that we've been waiting for so long for these two characters to be reunited, and there's all these moments that we think it might happen. It might happen here, like when they're on, when they're at the camp at the other island, and Sun comes in the camp, but Jin's not there because he's with Widmore. Like, there's all these moments where it might possibly happen. They've been teasing us with it for so long, right? That it, that that it was to the point where okay. I, you've teased me enough when I'm just going to like, whatever, I'm I'm going to stop anticipating it to the point where when they got to the island and Jin came around, I was actually really surprised. I, because I almost uh, yet again was expecting it to not happen. Right. Right. Because they had been teasing us with it for so, like teasing us with it so much that I was just like, yeah, it's not happening here. And then when he comes around, I was like, <gasps> Okay, now it's actually happening. Right. And you're just so excited that it's happening. And it's just they're both wearing white shirts. And it's just wonderful. Um, just real quick. It was Burt Reynolds. That's so what it compares I, yeah, I knew it wasn't to somebody. Yeah, that, that yeah. to somebody that looks like he stepped off of a set of a Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Magnum. I knew it was something else. But you you had it with the mustache. Yep. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was Burt Reynolds. So... 
But yeah, yeah, everybody was really happy to see all of that happen. And and it's wonderful. The the whole reunion was just it made you feel good and warm on the inside and like everything was gonna be okay. And only for that it couldn't to be, be further from the truth. <laughs> yep. Only for it to be ruined by Zoe and Charles Widmore's voice uh over the walkie in that the deal is gone and they are now prisoner. And I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure that I, what we'll get the reasoning next week, but it just, I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot that is going to happen. Yes. Over the next couple episodes, not even talking about the finale, not even talking about the end and the two part. We get, a number of characters to say goodbye to in the next episode. Mm -hmm. Then we get a flashback of other characters. Then we get a showdown between Widmore and another character, uh, which is Ben. We get a final confrontation between Ben and Widmore and what they died for. And then we head into the finale. Yeah. There's a lot that has, that is coming. In these I'm excited for episodes. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm sad that it's ending to tell you the truth, but I'm excited. Look, we've been rewatching this series for the past couple of years now to, to break this down and discuss it. Yeah. This was not the first time either one of us has rewatched this series. Right. And I can almost guarantee you it will not be the last time either one of us rewatches. Not even this a little bit. No, we will both granted probably separately go back and rewatch this series again mm -hmm. at some point when it's over because it's just that good of a series. As soon as it's over, actually, um, the kids are waiting for this to be over because we are going to start watching it as a family from the beginning. Okay. But right. I don't want to start watching it over while I'm completing it. So, yeah. Because you don't <laughs> so want to get waiting. confused with, with, right. with everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, and yeah. And it'll be very interesting too because through multiple rewatches of this series before we started talking about it, I had opinions on everything mm -hmm. and then we slowed it down and we yeah. watched it episode by episode and analyzed and analyzed. We came to new realizations about story. We came to mm -hmm. new realizations about characters, characters that we thought we loved before. Maybe we don't love as much and characters we didn't love as much. We absolutely love now. Charles Widmore is Biff Tannen. <laughs> Charles Widmore is Biff Tannen. <laughs> so the next time we go back and re, re and we rewatch this series, I'm very curious as to how it's going to be because new realizations have been made. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. I've had a good time. Me as well. Uh, so I have no other notes for this episode. I'm done. You're done. Okay. Yeah. Again, apologies. It is a little bit of a shorter episode. We're probably only going to run maybe about an hour this week instead of That's the hour okay. and a half to two. It's fine. It happens. It happens. Um, but we do have feedback for this week. Uh, next episode, season six, episode 14 is the candidate. It is going to be a rough episode. Not even going to lie one bit about it. Bring your tissues. It's going to be a rough episode to watch. It's going to be a rough episode to talk about. Uh, so be prepared for that. And let us know your thoughts. Please. We're coming to the end. Don't be shy now. 
about feedback. Let us know your thoughts going into these final episodes of the series. All right. Um, we encourage you to leave us the feedback. Um, I'll just tell you now, revisitedpod.com, easiest way to go and do it or send us directly an email or a voicemail to feedback at revisitedpod.com. I'll give you all this information again after we do the feedback. But we do have two voicemails this week. Uh, the first comes from our friend Jason, who, again, is leaving us feedback every week now. And I, I love it. And I'm very Yeah, me too. I'm very thankful that he does that. Jason, haven't had a chance to listen to the episode yet. Uh, it's been a busy week, but I have it. It is literally in my queue on my podcast app. So it, it is it is there. I will listen to it, I promise. Um, but here is uh, our feedback from Jason. Hi, Ben and Kristen. This is Jason in San Jose. Thanks so much for your response to my feedback last week. Yes, it's okay to share the link for my podcast in the show notes. And yes, it is not easy to talk about this in public or social media, but I feel that it's important to share stories of recovery to help break the stigma of sex addiction. On a side note, I am really into music and recovery and talk about how the music of Tool and Heilung have been a huge part of my spiritual growth. A lot of people in those communities are in recovery, so I've been sharing my story in podcast episodes in Facebook groups that are set up for fans of those bands who are also focusing on mental health. And Ben, if you had not heard the Nordic neo-pagan type band Heilung, they do feature the Wilhelm scream on their latest album. Nice. Anyway, sharing on Facebook has made me feel a little more comfortable sharing on other podcasts that I listen to when it's relevant. And this helps me segue into my next topic before sharing about The Last Recruit. On episode 99 of my podcast, I did have my sponsee on again from the Lost in Recovery episode, which was uh, episode 18. We did talk about recovery and meditation, but we ended up talking about Maureen Ryan's book, Burn It Down, Power, Complicity, and a Call for Change in Hollywood, and how that related to Lost and the hashtag MeToo movement. A few weeks ago, you made reference to the Vanity Fair article called Lost Illusions, the untold story of the hit show's poisonous culture, which is an excerpt from Mo Ryan's book, talking about racism and sexism behind the scenes of Lost. All that being said, prior to my recording, I watched a live stream from the producers of a new Lost documentary called Getting Lost. That video is up on YouTube and features many familiar faces in the Lost fan community. Ralph Oppel is one of the directors of the documentary and also a co-host of one of the oldest Lost podcasts that's still running, the Dharmalars. I think I mentioned them on this podcast uh, for the Trisha Tanaka episode. Anyway, they did a commentary recording with Jorge Garcia, which is super funny. So that episode is still out there and available to listen to. Uh, you can sync it up with watching the show. Uh, but anyway, famed Lost podcasters Jay and Jack, Cancer Gets Lost founder Joe Garfine, and several others took part in the live stream. And they were discussing the Vanity Fair article and how that affected their fandom. So I meant to bring this up in last week's podcast after seeing Michael back for season six. In addition to Harold Perrineau's struggles on the show, 
The book and the article talk about the toxic environment in the writer's room for Lost and features stories from Lost writers Monica Ouso-Breen, Melinda Shue-Taylor, and Javier Grio Markswatch. Prior to this article and the live stream event, the Getting Lost documentary had been interviewing cast and crew from Lost as well as many fans of the show. The Vanity Fair article almost put the project on halt, but they have since continued lining up more interviews for the documentary after talking through the problematic issues on that live stream that I was talking about. And I am excited that Getting Lost is doing a new live stream next week happening on 8.15 at 8.15 a.m. And I shared the info for that on the Revisited Podcast Facebook chat. Yeah, but yeah, if you haven't read the article, I highly recommend it on VanityFair.com. Whew. Finally, on to the last recruit. The mirror moment for this week, Jack seeing his and Locke's reflection in the surgery room. In the flash sideways, it was an awesome surprise to see Alana just after seeing her blow up in the previous episode. <laughs> Before getting to her in the story, I was thinking of all the coincidences happening as character storylines were starting to converge. And just then, Alana said, what a coincidence, when she met Claire. Speaking of Claire, as Hurley put it, she looked uh, great. I really like seeing her stuff oranges into a sock as they were talking about her being crazy. <laughs> Back to the sideways, when Jack and David entered the room... With Alana and Claire, Alana says, do you believe in fate? Which reminded me. Don't mistake coincidence for fate. Wow. We finally got the reunion of Sun and Jin. As they were running towards each other, I totally thought the sonic fence was going to get them. <laughs> when this episode first aired, I thought the reunion seemed a bit anticlimactic. But this time was a bit more up in the feels, just knowing what was coming next. And I am definitely looking forward to the tearjerker episode, The Candidate. Until then, this has been Jason in San Jose. Namaste. Namaste. Thank, Thank you for you another great usual. one. Yeah. And that was so informative, and I love that you put it together so nicely and, um, um, you know, and, and reiterated your podcast and, and highlighted a documentary, um, along with some upcoming things that are happening in the lost community as well. So you're almost like our news guy. Yeah, we did. We did talk a little bit about that getting lost documentary, uh, a, a ways back oh, well, when, yeah. when we first heard about it, I'm glad that it's finally getting some steam and it's finally, cause I'm looking forward to it. I will absolutely watch it. When it comes out, mm -hmm. he, he did send us that information for that live stream happening on 815. Um, I'll share it on the Facebook, on the revisited Facebook page. Okay. Um, so anybody else who's interested in checking it out can, uh, can check it out. Cause 815 is uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out as well. Um, you were nodding along too about the book he was mentioning. Yeah, that's in my to-be-read uh, pile, uh, Burn It Down. Uh, that talks a lot about, there is a big excerpt on it with um, uh, what happened with Daniel Day Kim and uh, Harold Perniel and how they felt about um, the cast members of color that were kind of edged to the side. Same with Naveen Andrews. You know, these are three powerhouse characters from Lost that basically, I mean, 
pun not intended, got lost in the shuffle there. Mm. And the white people were thrust to the forward, thrust to the, the front of, of, of the show, um, getting these other uh, minority characters that were really pushed to the side. I mean, even Miles was pushed to the side and he was a great character. Yeah. Um, every time he's on screen, I get so excited because I just love, I love his, <laughs> um, his sarcasm. I love his very blunt, realistic take on things, even though he talks to dead people. Um, I, uh, I was a little thrown when he just walks into Nadia's house without permission. Yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah, I was like, and he's like, "Can you open the door?" It's like, "Excuse me, I'm going to call the precinct first, and I'm going to check your badge number. Anybody yeah. can get a badge, homie." And, and just because she opens the doors doesn't mean you have permission to just walk in, right. unless you had a warrant in your hand. That's not exactly procedure. Right. Well, you know, Sawyer trips him with a hose on the way out. So <laughs> it, they're LA cops. They're not perfect. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I do. I do want to watch that. Um, I do want to watch or, or read that book, Burn It Down. I think that it's going to be great. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. But I do know that uh, I think it was Dame, Damon Lindelof who uh, was interviewed for that book. Carlton Coos, of course, was not because – I think he was the driving force of the negativity mm. and the toxicity of, of what was happening on set. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, and that, you know what, a lot of that stuff carried over in other series as well. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I believe Daniel day Kim actually ended up leaving Hawaii five Oh, because of the way that they treated uh, yeah. what's her name getting off the show, Yeah, which I totally agree with Daniel day Kim, but I don't think that her character was going anywhere on the show. And maybe that could have been solved with, you know, revamping her character a little bit. But I thought that her particular character was very, a very tired character by the end of her time there. So that, you know, I, I was mixed on that. And I was really sad when Daniel Day Kim left Hawaii Five-0. The show, to me, wasn't ever really the same after he left. That's a series I want to go back and rewatch at some point. I, I never finished it. Oh, it was good. Yeah, I want to finish it. I loved I loved Jorge Garcia coming into the mix. That was know. our junk food show. We called it yeah. our junk food show. And it know? was it was really well done. It was fun. It was well done. It had a lot of heart. It had a lot of humor. That, there um, were moments in that episode that left me crying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because of like how they handle things with vets and you know, like there was a lot of great stuff a in that show. A lot of lost actors on there too. Yeah, there Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. Terry O'Quinn was in Might it. Might be good to Daniel do Day after Kim. Ted Lasso. Maybe. Maybe. We'll Maybe. see. I feel like I feel like after Ted Lasso, like I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but I feel like after Ted Lasso, we need to go back into something where we kind of have to deep dive. Ah, yes. Like Dexter. Or or Fringe. I've never seen Fringe, man. Well, then we can watch it. It's a revisited podcast. Okay, Once Upon a Time. Ooh, that one's fun. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We got time. We yeah. got time. T T Ted Lasso's going to take us about a year. 30 weeks. 30 episodes. It, it, with our track record? Hey, 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 hey. We are <laughs> weekly now. We're doing good. Well, we're doing well. We're English doing well. Tracker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but thank you, Jason, for another great uh Terrific. Great feedback. 
Yeah. And and keep them coming. Keep them coming for the next couple of weeks too. And Jason actually did send me a a follow up to his feedback. Let me see if I can pull it here. Um Oh, he said it in Facebook uh and I, I didn't bring it up. But he he said that he forgot to mention in his voicemail how excited he is for us to cover Ted Lasso. Oh, great. So, and I asked him, I was like, have you, have you seen it before? And he's like, I've, he's, this will be like his third rewatch of the first two seasons. Very nice. And like his first rewatch of season three. I'm like, yeah, that's where I am too. I haven't rewatched season three yet. Yeah. So, all right. But that leaves us with one more feedback, uh, voicemail of feedback. And that of course comes from our friend, Steve Brown. Hello, Ben and Kristen. This is Steve. And this is for the last recruit. Ooh, that look between Jack and Locke. Right there at the end of the previously on, woo. when not Locke just summed up everything that we've been talking, that you've been talking about with Locke, so the whole time that he's just been manipulated, and uh, yeah, wow. Okay, and as long as he's not lying, we just got confirmation that Christian Shepard was the smoke monster man in black. Oh, John Locke was a sucker. I understand why Ben was calling him Mr. Locke. He doesn't even know John's first name. <laughs> I love it that Sawyer does not get the Star Wars reference. Oh, we can bring Anakin over from the dark side. When this version of Kate has Sawyer figured out, you didn't want anyone to know you were in Australia. Hmm. I guess technically he's not Sawyer in the Flash sideways, is he? He's just Jim. Both Claire and Desmond are going to 15, one of the numbers, 415. And the lawyer is Alana. Hmm. Okay, that well seems a lot more shallow than it did the first time when Locke threw Desmond down. And I don't think we even heard a splash, did we? When Desmond went down the well and now he's, eh, it's okay. I love Sawyer's description of Lapidus and a potter. It looks like he stepped off a Burt Reynolds movie. <laughs> wow, I'm really loving the score right here with that we hear with uh, Kate and Sawyer diving into the water and the music rousing up. And then we come back to the jungle and it kind of quiets down. I don't usually notice those kind of things, but it just really stood out to me this time. Oh, not Locke thinks, oh, excuse me, Sun thinks that not Locke caused her voice problems. But is it, do you think it's because in the Flash Sideways she doesn't speak English? And so she can only understand it in this present flash. I don't know. Oh, and Claire is watching them run into the jungle. Ooh. Hurley's uh oh about Claire. Crazy eyes, Claire. Oh, it's the sideways flash with Jack and his mini me. We haven't seen his son in a while. Who's the actor playing Jack's son? Because he looks very familiar to me. Don't remember any of this. Jack getting off the boat. Then what happens? I know they don't leave the island, so what happens? I guess we're going to find out in the next few weeks. But hey, Zoe and her people just came out of the, the jungle at the beach. They're on Hydra Island, right? How has she been getting back and forth in talking to Locke? Oh, and the reunion between Jin and Son. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing Zoe uh, had not turned those fences off because that could have been a bad reunion. Oh, and Lapidus, someone got their voice back. Oh, I'm just choked up here. Oh, Jack, you're with Locke now. Oh. Next episode is going to be good. No one said the title of the episode this time. No mic drops. Talk to you later. <laughs> um, the actor that plays, um, what's his name? David. Yeah, David. Yes. Uh, his name is David uh, Dylan Minette. Uh, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Um, he was in Grey's Anatomy. He was in a an episode arc with Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Uh, he's in. He's currently. Well, he was in Thirteen Reasons Why. He was in the new Scream movie. He did a lot of stuff called Wallows. I don't know if that's his band, maybe because it looks like it's a lot of music videos. Hmm. So, um, I don't know. 
he does. Uh, Steve mentioned the numbers on um, them going to uh, the to floor fifteen. Something else was also cool that I didn't point out, but um, this episode. Uh, features points of view of the candidates corresponding to the numbers, except Hurley. The previous episode was centered on Hurley while Claire had not had a centric episode since her return. The first flash was John Locks, who is number four. The second was James Ford, who's number 15. The fourth was Saeed Jarrah, who's number 16. The fifth was Jack Shepard, 23. And the last was Jen and Son, who are 42. So all the numbers that we've seen have been in correlation to their numbers, to their candidate numbers. But it they appeared in this episode in the order of their numbers. Okay, so we've in gotten the, the number sideways. So we've gotten the numbers in order. Correct. So then the next number we'll hear is 16. No, 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 no. The first flash, so the flash sideways, the way that they showed each character, when they showed each character, John was first, then Sawyer, then Saeed, then Jack, then Jin and Son. Okay, so the number that we got in the episode was to the correlation of that person, and we've gotten those flashbacks in that order. Of this episode. This episode, they showed up in numbered order. Okay, just this episode. Just this episode. Okay, all right. Yep. Okay, I got it now. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Oh, good. Because I was like, <laughs> I swear, I promise you, I, I, it makes sense to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you again, both to, to Steve and Jason for your, your great feedback. Uh, again... We're approaching the end. We want to hear you guys. We want to hear your voice. Don't be shy. Send us that feedback. It could be an email. You can record yourself in a voicemail and send it to us. It could be short. It could be long. doesn't matter. Uh, we want to hear it. Revisitedpod.com or just send it to us directly. Feedback at revisitedpod.com. Um, any recommendations this week? Um, I had one. What was it? Because I had Star Trek last week. I had a recommendation this week. What was it? It's gone. I don't know. That's why I asked. I know. It's gone. I even thought of it last night and I didn't write it down. That's okay. You know, it's the last week. It. I spent the last week... Um, on vacation, visiting friends, you know, I go back to work this week, uh, time for teachers to go back and get ready for all the kids to arrive back at school. So I really recommend going on vacation right now because <laughs> it was real nice. I'm not well, going to lie. If you don't have a recommendation, I have one. Okay. Um, I'm going to recommend a TV series that just returned. And if you haven't seen the first two seasons, you absolutely should because the show is brilliant. Uh, season three of Only Murders in the Building has come back. Oh, yeah. A lot of people like that show. And the first two episodes are already up. Uh, the show is fantastic. It is funny. It is incredibly smart. Steve Martin and Martin Short, like it's these two have been lifelong friends. Yeah. And they're, they're meant to be on screen together. Martin Short's character in that, I've only seen part of the first season. 
almost all of the first season, but Martin Short's character is so unlikable, it's hard to watch for me. He, he comes around, um, especially by the end of the first season and into the second. Like he, Okay, because he's really like, he's the reason why I couldn't continue on the show. Because really? I love I, Martin Short. I love Martin Short, but his character was so unlikable. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> it's It's so... It's so interesting because they did a complete twist in this season for the third season in that at the end of the second season, they leave you with the murder. So like in the first two seasons, the murder happens like within the first or second episode of it. And then that's the rest of the season is solving the murder. Season two ends with the murder that happens in season three. So it leaves you with a cliffhanger Mm. and it happens on stage on Broadway. And the character is Paul Rudd is played by Paul Rudd because Paul Rudd. Anything Paul Rudd does is perfection. Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep have both joined the cast for season three and they're, they're both fantastic. And then they lead you to believe that that's where the murder happens and then they leave you hanging until the second, until the third season. And then the trailers came out and they're replaying the murder. And there's people saying, well, at least you kept the murder out of the building and blah, 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 blah. And then in the first episode of season three, there's a huge twist that actually brings the crime right back to the building Very <laughs> and nice. out of the theater. And it's so smart. It's so funny. It's just, it's so good. So if you Very have, nice. if you have Hulu and you haven't checked out only murders in the building, check it out. If you haven't jumped into season three yet, first two episodes are up and it's, it's great. I think that is That's it. it. That is it. Episode. We did it. We did it. Uh, so next week, season six, episode 14, the candidate again, rough episode, but we'll get through it. Uh, don't forget to check out Kristen and I's other podcast, Movie Swap, over on my my Wilhelm podcast, wilhelmpodcast.com. Uh, that episode will be dropping later on this week where we talk about our homework in which you gave me Just Mercy and I gave you Down Periscope. So you'll get to hear us talk about those two movies as well as our assignments for next week. Uh, also, don't forget to check out podcastica.com and all the other great podcasts that are happening over there. Uh, Ahsoka is going to be starting up really soon, isn't it? Yes. And I think, aren't you and those guys doing a preview episode before? Yes, I think we're recording it this week. Okay. So we couldn't yes. do it this past week because I was out of town. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the excitement in the uh, host chat for that particular podcast <laughs> is palpable. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, it's it's, it's basically like. we can't get through one or two lines before we're like, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. that's coming up. Uh, Jason is in the midst of doing White Lotus right now. Um, what else is happening over there? A lot. Go check it out. A lot is happening at all times over there. Um, You know, just spin the wheel, basically. And pretty much whatever you like, there's something for everybody. And if there's something that you would want to see Podcastica covered, 
All you have to do is ask. Yeah, because there's a number of hosts over there who are always searching for other stuff to do. So yeah, 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 yeah. Make some recommendations, and I'm sure they'll they'll do it. I officially now have the hiccups, so this will well, be we're fun. Get, we're getting ready to end things now, anyway. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, thank you as always for being a part of this. Thank you for listening, for following along, for feedback, which we encourage you to leave. Uh, but that being said, we'll see you guys further on down the rabbit hole. Take care. Bye. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back!